guys, it's Grace. I hope you're having a splendastic weekend. Before I get into today's topic, I'd just like to thank all of you, my listeners, for tuning in. Since my first podcast aired, or my initial podcast aired on January 26, 2020, I have a total of 27 plays. Yay! Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Before anyone else knew that my podcast was out there, I asked several people to take a listen because I knew they'd give their honest opinions and that's what I was looking for. And if they told me that it stunk, no one else would have ever heard my podcast. My sister took a listen, my best friend took a listen, another good friend, my friend slash coworker, who was the one who suggested that I start the podcast, and another one of my best friends. They gave me their thoughts and opinions, which I'm really grateful for because if it wasn't for them and the trust that I have in them, really, I wouldn't be doing today's podcast. I went to work the next day and I mentioned to several of my coworkers that I'd start the podcast the day before and I was met with a lot of excitement and enthusiasm. Everybody was like, really, really? And I tell you, that did my heart all the good. What I have come to find out is that podcasts are great for the younger generation because some of them don't like to read and everybody is just so busy these days. So being able to listen in while they're getting dressed, while they're on their lunch breaks at work or any other breaks that they may take or while they're getting dressed is ideal because they have more time. No one, well, I won't say no one, but we're just all so busy nowadays that listening sometimes is better than actually being able to sit down and read. Um, what I was told was that I said, um, quite a bit, which I never realized how much I said that until that day. I used um, quite a bit in my everyday talking or my everyday communicating, which was mind-blowing. I had no clue. Also, it was noted that I used the phrase, you know, quite a bit. And I have to thank my mother for that because she says, you know, all the time. And growing up with her and listening to that phrase day in and day out, I guess it kind of stuck in my head and I didn't realize just how much I said it. Also, it was noted that People didn't particularly care for my intro and extra music. So with that being said, I made some changes in this week's post or podcast, sorry. And I am very conscious or trying to be more conscious of how many times I use the word um and how many times I use the phrase, you know. Also, I've changed my intro and extra music. So I'm hoping, fingers crossed, that this week's podcast will be so much better will be a great improvement from last week's so thank you again for tuning in today's topic is the tragedies of life when i thought about tragedy and the actual definition of it i looked it up and tragedy means an event causing great suffering destruction and distress such as a serious accident, crime, or natural catastrophe. 
I'm sure we've all been struck by tragedy at some point or another in our lifetimes. I can remember the first time I was struck by a tragedy or the first time that I actually experienced a tragedy. I was 11, I was 11 and a half years old and my tragedy actually came in the form um, of my uncle being murdered. I remember vividly as if it were yesterday when I found out my mom told us probably like the next morning when it happened. And I remember being very angry. Of course, I was extremely emotional. And I remember saying, why did it have to be him? Why couldn't it have been anyone else? Honestly, at that time, I didn't care who it was. I just wanted my uncle back. My uncle's murder was senseless. It was actually over a TV. Yes, a TV. He loaned his TV to one of his friends and wanted it back. And apparently there had been some issue in, in having the TV returned to him. So before he left, he told my grandmother, which was his mother, that he was going to get his TV. My grandmother knew just how hot-headed my uncle could be, so she begged him not to go out that night. She even promised that he would buy she would buy him another TV herself. But I guess being a man and being a relatively young man at the time, my uncle didn't want to be viewed as a chump. By probably the other men who lived in the neighborhood. So he told her he was still going. He wanted his TV, you know, that he had loaned it to his friend and not given it to him. And it belonged to him. From what I'm told that night, my uncle and the gentleman got into a fight. My uncle was actually getting the best of the guy. He was winning the fight. However, he was wearing platform shoes that night and the heel of his shoe broke and he fell onto the ground. At that time, the guy pulled out a machete and stabbed my uncle. Now, the question is, did he know that my uncle was coming for him? Had he already prepared himself with his then weapon of choice? I don't know. Who's to say? My grandmother had no idea when my uncle left out that night that it would be the last time she would see her son alive. Of course, she was shocked and devastated because this was her son. This was a son that she would now have to make funeral arrangements for. 
this was the child that she carried for nine months. How was she going to then be able to pick up the pieces of her life? I'm sure she couldn't imagine that she would have to bury a child because it just seems so unnatural that our children should precede us in death. We feel that they should outlive us. There's no way that we'd have to experience that type of hurt and pain. Now, my Uncle Larry was my very favorite uncle then. I remember once when my grandmother told me I was two years old. My uncle played the guitar, which was his instrument of choice. And from what I understand, he always carried his instrument around or carried his guitar around with him in his younger days. And was quite good at it. When I was two, he was playing on stage with Chuck Berry in Atlantic City. So we're going back many, many, many years ago before Atlantic City was turned into the casino that we all know it to be today. He was so proud that I was in the audience. So he let everybody know that his niece was there and he asked my grandmother to bring me up to the stage so that he could introduce me to everybody. My grandmother said that I bawled and bawled and bawled. I just would not stop crying. You know, so I guess after the introduction, and I was probably up there for, I don't know, a few minutes or so at best, my grandmother went and, you know, brought me back to our seats. My uncle was so proud to show me off and Later, I became so proud to be called his niece. My uncle was an all-around good guy. He taught my sister and I how to ride our bicycles. And we had just seen him a week prior to his death. And he told us that he was going to teach us how to swim that summer. I knew it was going to happen. I knew he was he was good for it because he always kept his word. He never believed in disappointing us. When my grandmother wasn't home and he would come through to visit sometimes, he would ride me on his back through the house. And, of course, it, that was, like, great fun. You know, here it is. You're on your uncle's back, and he's racing up and down the steps with you on his back and riding you through the house and You know, of course, I can hear myself just laughing and having the best time. His mother never knew about it because we all would have gotten into trouble because she would have told him that he knew better. And obviously, she would have told us that we knew better as well. He also talked to me about life, about friends, you know, what real friendship should look like. He told us the do's and the don'ts of friendship, you know. Um, And for those things, I'll always be grateful. I I can just remember those conversations just like they took place on yesterday.
a little more than a week ago, the world or society suffered a tragedy with the loss of Kobe Bryant, his daughters, his daughter and the others who were on the helicopter that fateful day or that fateful morning. I had gone to church and as soon as I got home, my son asked me had I heard about Kobe and, you know, the helicopter crash. I had not. TMZ was the first to break the story, so even though I know that they're a credible news source, I really didn't want to believe that the helicopter had indeed crashed and all those who were on board had perished. So I waited for the other news sources to report, which the report started coming in. What a tragedy. I can't imagine what those families are feeling and how they're still reeling from the shock of it all. Let's keep them in our prayers and not forget about them, you know, because they still need us. If we've never experienced that type of tragedy, we don't know how they feel. We can probably imagine, but even in us imagining, I'm sure it's still not the same as what they're actually feeling. I'm sure they're going through every emotion there is. The anger, the bitterness, the depression. As their worlds were turned upside down. The same as my grandmother did, you know, thinking about the whys, the hows. Could things have been differently? Could they have changed the outcome of the tragedy that they had to experience? There are some people who when they experience tragedy, they're left with a sense of guilt because perhaps they're the person that they cared about, their loved one, maybe they had an argument that day or maybe days prior and they were never able to discuss it. Maybe the both of them were just too hot-headed to discuss it. And before they had a chance to apologize... A tragedy struck. The person that they cared about was gone. As we encourage those that have been struck with tragedy, sometimes they're not going to want to be bothered with us. They may not answer our phone calls or they may not return our text messages. But don't take it personally. It doesn't mean that they don't appreciate what you're doing or what you're attempting to do. It just means that they need to take a step back to process 
what has transpired in their lives. They're still just trying to make sense of it all. They, even after the services have been performed, the burial has taken place, they will still need that encouragement. They will still need us to check on them from time to time because they're still dealing with the pain of, excuse me, the pain of it all. As they remember the place their loved ones were in. They will remember every holiday, every birthday, and feel the absence of their actual presence. After the tragedy and after, you know, maybe they start to process what happen there will be a period of grief no one can tell you just how long you should grieve don't rush the process you've just lost a loved one or loved ones and it's going to take some time to to really deal with that you're never going to Get over it. You're always going to remember them as you look through maybe photos that you've taken together. Maybe a gift or another that they had given you. As you remember the smile on on their faces or maybe the love that shone through their eyes or the various things that you did together. Always remember those things. Because even though they're no longer here with you, you still have wonderful memories to reflect upon. You're still carrying them in your heart. How do we cope with tragedy? Honestly, my first thing would be prayer. That's for those of us who believe in prayer. And I have to admit, I do. Because as I look back on my life and even where I am today, I know that prayer is the only thing that has ever gotten me through and will continue to get me through no matter where I'm at in life or what I'm experiencing at that precise moment. Perhaps as you grieve, you might want to join a support group where there will be people there who 
would have experienced similar losses. So they could identify with you and what you're feeling and experiencing. (coughs) Excuse me. Maybe you might need talk therapy. And it's okay if you do. There are some very good therapists there. There are some very good therapists around. Of course, you'll have to do your homework to make sure that the therapist you've selected is indeed someone who is able to help you. As a result of the loss of Kobe and all of those who perished on the helicopter with him, people have been talking about nothing but love. I've seen on various social media platforms the posts that people have made concerning love and how it's so important to let everyone know how we feel about them because Life is short, and the reality of it is no, not one of us knows when we're going to take our last breath. And when our loved ones are gone, they can't hear us saying those words, I love you, or those words that that you wanted to say to them and let them know just how much they meant to you. Let's continue spreading the love. Let's let's not stop. You know, let's remember just how important it is to spread that love, to continue to ask for forgiveness of those that we may have hurt, whether it was intentional or unintentional. Let them know while they're still here. Let's make it right while they're still here. We're never going to forget the hurt, the devastation, nor the pain that we experience as we go through our tragedies. But let's hold on. We will get through this. Again, it takes time. But we will, or you will, get through this. Be blessed. If you'd like to know what else I'm up to, please check out my blog at gracedevereaux.com and my Instagram account at gracedevereaux. Devereaux is spelled D-E-V-E-R-A-U-X. Again, it's spelled D-E-V-E-R-A-U-X. My podcast is not only at Anchor and Spotify, but you can find it uploaded at Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Rocketcast and Radio Public. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. Again, thank you so very much for tuning in to today's episode. 
As we go through our week, let's try and remember that no matter what we encounter, we got it going on.